The Health Disparities Podcast is a production of Movement is Life, a not-for-profit organization whose mission is to eliminate health disparities across race, ethnicity, gender, and zip code through a range of programs and advocacy for health equity. Operation Change is a pivotal program for Movement is Life, which has been developed and implemented over the last 10 years. At the heart of Operation Change are weekly activities designed to foster community and bring about meaningful behavioural change with activities such as culturally appropriate health education, group discussions and physical activity. Techniques such as motivational interviewing are used to bring to the surface authentic reasons or motivations for pursuing a more healthy and socially connected lifestyle and the sharing of these motivations within the group creates a supportive cycle of accountability. The Operation Change approach understands that for older women seeking to put in place changes that increase physical activity, contribute to weight management, and simultaneously improve mental health and social engagement, the formation of group programs in a safe space and using a community-led structured framework is essential. Routines that include limited physical activity and minimal social contact are associated with lower mood, lower energy, and chronic illness. So it follows that the COVID pandemic would exacerbate these challenges. The pandemic also made it impossible to convene Operation Change groups for a very long period. Today, our panel of Operation Change community leaders, Rose Gonzalez, Darlene Donegan, Hazela Lavar, and Yvonne Obi reflect on the impact that the COVID pandemic had on the groups they had convened. This episode of the podcast was recorded at the Movement is Life annual caucus, which was convened in person in November of 2021. Hello, ladies. I can't believe it. We are actually here in Washington, D.C. at the caucus. Yes. Operation Change. Okay. Finally. Yeah, finally. Just for our listeners here, I'm joined here uh, with program directors of the Operation Change program for Movement is Life, and I'm going to ask each one of them to introduce themselves and just tell a little bit about themselves. Well, my name is Hazella Rollins-Lavar, and I'm the program site director at Grace Baptist Church in Mount Vernon, New York. Grace is the only faith-based site that we have in Operation Change, and it has been tremendous. We were able to complete one year in 2019. We went through um, an entire cycle and had graduates, and um, we'll talk more about that later. Thank you, Hazella. And I'm Yvonne Ovi from Chicago, and in 2018, I was the director that launched uh, Operation Change in Chicago. Very successful year, and uh, now I presently continue in the role of motivational uh, speaker or interviewer, interviewer, interviewer. which Mm -hmm. is really my niche. We had just finished 2019, epic numbers, great results, and the last time I spoke with you, Rose, we were getting ready to start the 2000 year. We Mm -hmm. were going to start it earlier, and we had already um, 
reached out to the women. In fact, Verona and you were getting ready to come in and, and do our town town hall meeting. Yeah, that's right. We were leaving and, Mount Vernon and coming to you. Right. And two weeks later, we had to call all the participants to tell them everything was on hold. Shut down. And shut down. That's it. So that's what was happening in Chicago. Thanks, yes. Hi, I'm Darlene Donegan. I'm the program director for the St. Louis Operation Change. We're the babies of Operation Change. So in 2019, we started our first actual Operation Change program that was really successful for a freshman program. And then in 2020, of course, they said no program. So we have been really excited to have our sophomore year come and hopefully it will happen in 2022. That's right. That's right. So we lost the whole year. And so one of the things that initially struck us was the isolation that we had felt. And we had built um, with Operation Change, you know, this community. We had these communities of, of women who really opened themselves up to each other and forged strong relationships and support groups. And many, many of them, I think, had already, even, you know, in Hazard and where we had another program, and in San Diego, they were meeting with each other and trying to keep that connection in hopes that they would rejoin the program in 2020. And as we were all excited to kick it off, and we had all our dates and ducks in a row, shut down, pandemic, and the isolation was overwhelming. So let's talk a little bit about maybe what you heard from your participants um, about how they were feeling during this period of, of fear. Well, I'll start by talking about what was going on at Grace. Um, we had decided that the 2019 graduates would be mentors to the incoming class. And so when the pandemic happened, because we are still a church community, I decided that I wanted them to go ahead and have that kind of uh, support and interaction with each other, even though the new class was not at all uh, experienced in what the programming was really all about. Uh, it worked out fairly well in terms of people staying connected and supporting each other, but we weren't really able to talk about specifics. And I knew that there were certain things that people wanted to just talk about, listen. I wanted to be able to listen to them. So I created um, a virtual program called Fear Facts and Faith. And um, I just put together a little bit of everything, but mostly a lot of open-ended discussion time for the ladies to be able to talk about what they were feeling and experiencing. And it was traumatizing, absolutely traumatizing, to hear how many people had been lost and how many people were living alone and now they were isolated to the point that some of them felt like taking their own lives. I mean, there was, there was some really bad talk. So I got together with our uh, minister of prayer, and we put together a program called Grace GPS. That's Guidance, Prayer, and Strength. And I set about trying to find as many 
psychiatrists and psychologists as I could find that would be willing to talk to our people um, when they were having problems that surpassed what the clergy could handle. And that got off to a good start. Then I started thinking, you know, we can't be the only ones having problems like this. Everybody's having the same problems. And Operation Change is a national program. Mm -hmm. So why not have those kinds of meetings? And um, fortunately, when we spoke to Verona and, and you, Rose, then you all were all for it, and we began to have rotated virtual meetings. So why don't we hold on that? Let me turn to Yvonne and, and ask Yvonne, what were you hearing from some of the your colleagues on, on the Operation Change program from the previous participants? Were, were anybody getting together, or even in your small groups? Well, just before it became official that the world shut down, uh, in February we had just had a welcome back party. We had breakfast for the oh. prior participants, and they actually brought guests with them that they were signing up for the new upcoming um, uh, session because we were going to kick it off in April. And uh, we, we did that, and a lot of them were still um, pumped up because they had held the weight off, those that had lost weight, and a few of them who stopped smoking during the prior uh, oh. year of 2019 were happy to say that they still were not smoking. Wow. And so it was really uh, like a thumbs up. We just hit a, a zoom on that. And then when we had to turn around and let them know that it wasn't going to happen, and then right after pan the pandemic became uh, what we knew April was out, May was out, and it wasn't happening for the whole year of 2020. We reached out to them. Uh, we sent little a little care package note to let them know we're all, and it surprised many of them that we're thinking of you. We're going to be in touch, and you know. And then uh, after that, we did a Zoom call with a therapist on our call. I think it was in June. Uh, we had the call. Yeah, it was in June. And uh, many of them, I think we had like 146 people on that Zoom call with Operation Change, not only Chicago, but, you know, yeah. some of the other locations. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, many recognized that they were battling depression for real, for real. And, uh, uh, um, you know, one lady said how she was going through the crying uh, sessions, mm -hmm. and she had been isolated for so long, the, the ideal of even reconnecting again was almost traumatizing That's for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the therapist that we were supposed to be at, like, an hour call, ended up being two hours because mm -hmm. we really realized that mm -hmm. people needed help. And so he got some of the locations where some of the different participants were on and told him, you know, he would get back to them with someone. Maybe he could refer them to or whatever. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we were supposed to follow up with another call a couple of months later. So uh, that being said, uh, we realized how much of um, um Leaning, not, I'm, I'm not even going to say leaning post. We were there to help build these women up. Mm -hmm. And they got to the point they were feeling their own inner strength. 
and then to be left totally alone again, mm -hmm. uh, I think another fear factor for them was, I don't want to go back to being the way I was before Operation oh, Change came, mm -hmm. came on my path. So uh, we, we've, we've got to keep this thing going. So I'm, I'm starting to hear a couple of common themes of fear, the isolation, some concern about retreating to old behaviors they had left behind, and then the, the, the awareness that that program was suspended, you know, where they were looking forward to it, so that letdown kind of led them to more depression and more isolation. What, what were your uh, women feeling in St. Louis? Um, it was interesting because we were transitioning our leadership so I went from the role of an MI to the program manager and the executive liaison with a whole new team. And so we were, trying, we were gelling as a collective and then we're trying to stay connected to the previous participants. Okay. And in doing so, what we found is that most of the participants didn't suffer so much from disconnection because they found ways to connect through their faith community they just found new ways so instead of going to church they started using the conference call in the zoom but what they talked about most was the weight gain a lot of people stopped moving and the operation change was so important with the movement component and just giving various movements and you know it happening when it's still cold in st louis so right. just that by itself, you're not going to move if it's 30 degrees outside. Right, you're right, going right. to stay in the house. Mm -hmm. And then everyone is locked down. Mm -hmm. So the, the movement stopped, and then they started to put on weight. And that can be depressing for women because mm -hmm. we live in a society where the bigger you are, the less attractive it appears to be. Mm -hmm. And so we had a lot of that, and a lot of people were fearful of actually, like they had grandchildren, and so they didn't want to touch their grandchildren. And mm. that was so, mm. for me, that was very hard, because you love your grandchildren, and, and the children don't understand, like, why can't you hug me, mm. Grandma? Why can't you hug me, uh, Granny, or whatever they call mm -hmm. their, their mm -hmm. grand mother grandfather and so that was like an overarching thing because most of our women are grandparents okay um so they're in that age and a lot of the grandchildren are toddlers or they're young children where you can't really explain that there's a global pandemic where you have to stay distant mm -hmm. well it's not even for just the children but also i think that the adults suffered from the same thing, not being able to see each other and love on each other and hug each other. Um, I had been working as a companion to elderly people, and um, I had to say goodbye to most of them via Zoom or FaceTime, which they couldn't really conceive of what that thing was, that yeah. picture of you know, seeing me in a little box somewhere, and they passed away from COVID, so it was it, it was hard. It, it's harder than normal death because typically you would be able to go to the person's bedside, yeah. hold their hand, tell them you love them, yeah. touch them, yeah. but in this case, there was no contact. It was just, they were gone. Yeah. 
and it's surreal, absolutely mm -hmm. surreal. Mm -hmm. You can even go to funerals because the most right. people that can be even in a funeral was 10, ten people. people. Right. So family couldn't even come together right. to bury other mm -hmm. family members. And we had one member from Chicago. Uh, we loved her. She, she was one of the heaviest women that joined, and she had sleep issues. She just had a lot going on with her. And she was one of the greatest testimonies at the end of that 18 months. She was sleeping better. Her knees were better. She was. She couldn't do a lot of the exercises standing up when she came in because she used to sit in the chair and do what she could. She had better range of motion. She was happy and whatnot. And that woman, uh, her church went against the rules. They were still having service. And not only did her bishop die, 11 members, including her, died. Oh, they came in, they were still, because a lot of churches were still doing that, unfortunately, and overriding, uh, uh, you know, we, we could say God said that we could come to church, but not the rest, and we needed to obey the laws of the land. And when that got back to us, we took the time to let the other members of the community know as well and uh, they got a chance to express, like we called them individually to let them know Miss so-and-so had passed, and we let them deal with the, oh, no, or whatever, listen to them. Of course, they wanted to know what happened, and we just told them COVID-related. And so that was something that, because I would have loved to have gone to her mm -hmm, service mm -hmm, to pay respects mm -hmm. and couldn't even think about right. doing My it. My brother passed away in September, and um, I couldn't go to the funeral. He was down in Texas, and my bro other brother lives in Florida. My sister is in Pennsylvania. I'm in New York, so none of us could go to the funeral. Mm -hmm. We just had to patch in by Zoom, and he was a military man. They had a beautiful military salute at the grave site. And it was just, it, it was unbelievable that we couldn't be there. There was a lot of isolation, this fear about yes. the COVID and lack of understanding with grandchildren, change well, there, in behavior. There was also a lot of confusion, confusion because we didn't know what was true and what was false. Yes, exactly. You were getting that. so many you different variations yes. of mm -hmm. what was going on Absolutely. and how to protect ourselves from Absolutely. it. And people were just going bananas. Right. right. Yeah. So lots of uncertainties, lots right. of unknowns. And as it is in science, you know, it's an evolving process, right? right? There's nothing concrete totally in, in science. It's an evolving thing, but when you're dealing with such uncertainty around you, you want to have something that's for sure, anchor. right, to right. anchor you, right? right? Very much. And and here, their anchor had been Operation Change in some ways because they had learned how to kind of open themselves up, depend on each other. They had like this, like even, a I would family. tell you, a family. Yeah, a family. I, I, and yeah, I, I would tell you, we're not a go in once and done. Right. We're about longevity. We're about community yes. and extending a hand to others. Changing and your behavior or lifestyle yes. your life. Yes. We're part of your life, you know, and here we are at a critical point 
in our country's uh, history where we have this huge pandemic and we're shut down. So, Hazela, you started to talk a little bit about what we then decided to, because we all felt isolated. Yeah. You know, we're trying to, I'm trying to reach yeah, out. I was sending messages yeah. on a regular basis yeah, every, to everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you were, you were so good. So I couldn't believe it. You were, yeah, yeah, just lovely messages that you sent, Rose, and long ones. You would tell us what you were doing and yeah, what the, the dog, dog was doing. <laughs> you were baking and everything. It, it was good. Because we like, needed to stay yeah. connected. Exactly. Well, exactly. it made us feel like we had a window into your life, but um, like you said, it's still not like the real thing. It's not like the real thing, and I was Definitely. I was just reaching out to have some because I too was alone. I was alone in my house, and this you had all become my family too. So you know, and I I would I live in a place where my kids live far. So I'm like, and my family lives far. So I'm like, well, you know, you know, it's only so many walls I could look at and whatever, but. I was trying to communicate in those messages how I was feeling and hopefully share connectedness with you mm -hmm. so that you didn't feel alone because we kept thinking, when can we start? <laughs> when can we start? But I think the brilliant idea, Hazala, of trying to connect us all and using Zoom yeah. was wonderful. So talk a little bit about that and what we started to do. Well, yes. Um, like I said, at Grace, we had begun to have those kinds of forms. So when Verona said she would buy in and we could just rotate, it was so wonderful that you ladies just jumped on board. So we did what Grace did the first month, and then St. Louis, then Chicago, and then back yeah. to Grace. So it was just, uh, it was really nice to have something to look forward to. Um, the women responded beautifully, even though there was still a lot of heaviness we were able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We were able to see each other and converse about what people were feeling and bring in specialists in some mm -hmm. cases Absolutely. that were able to talk about it and help us pinpoint things and understand why we were feeling what we were feeling. What is the grieving process about? Why are we going through the racial disparities that have been going on? Well, historical trauma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there were there were a lot of different areas that we could delve into. Not to mention nutrition, right? Because, mm -hmm. uh, like someone said, you know, everybody started gaining weight, yeah. including our family. My husband's a teacher, and my daughter was a senior in college, very athletic, and all of a sudden we were just all in the apartment together on zoom all the time mm -hmm. so the butts were getting wider and wider and yeah. wider yeah. and it was like nope we've got to do something here yeah. so we decided not just for our health benefit but also for our immunity's sake to go on a plant-based diet mm -hmm. and that worked out really well for us so every time church members would see my daughter my husband or me on zoom mm -hmm. virtually they would say, you guys look like you're disappearing. What's going on? <laughs> so I got to share some nutritional yes, tips as well. That was a good one. What were you hearing, Yvonne, from Chicago? Well, uh, one of the things I had to bring back to remembrance to the group, because I keep hearing, I think um, St. Louis was saying how the it got cold and people couldn't go outside. Mm -hmm. But one of the nuggets I reinforced with everyone doing the Chicago uh, 18 weeks was 
you can do this indoors. You don't have to go to the health club. Mm -hmm. If you can't get outside, never not knowing that this pandemic was coming, mm -hmm. if you're at home, I'm not telling you to turn off the TV, leave the TV on, but every time there's a commercial, get up and at least march in place mm -hmm. every commercial. And, and so you figure in an hour's time, there are at least 10 commercials. So you have been up and moving for 30 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, without yeah. even realizing mm -hmm. it. So that was one of the things that when we did do the Zoom call, I reinforced how many are still, you know, moving at home uh, while you're watching television and remembering when it's a commercial, it's not a commercial break for you just to sit there and do nothing but get up <laughs> or get and more do chips in right uh, yeah, right you know. right exactly or change the channel <laughs> well, like the program that Darlene did where she took us through yoga and yeah. the the whole mind and meditation piece that calmed us down yeah, yeah. that was wonderful yeah Thank you. so just reinforcing bringing back those nuggets you know so that that removes some of the excuse of it's so cold I can't go outside because uh, right. One of the things that I even had to do, because I was used to going to the gym or either being outside working, working out or whatever. Uh, I live in a 28-story building. I think I told oh, you yeah, in Verona this, one. and mm -hmm. I made my own stairmaster. I got out there and and that and I went down and I came up and I went down and you. I came up. <laughs> yes, That's what I said. But learning to use what you had exactly. because I was feeling it too. You know, oh, I'm packing up, feel a you know extra little COVID, or whatever. COVID fifteen, right? Twenty, thirty, so, forty. So, <laughs> right, right. We all had to tap into what was available right. rather than to, you know, express what, oh, I can't do, I can't yeah. do, I can't do. Yeah. And even with walking, um, if it was raining outside, I didn't even let that be an excuse. I put yeah. on my rain gear, put that hat on, and I went outside and I walked. Mm -hmm. And when I looked up, I had got to 22,000 steps a day. So you were on a mission. Yeah. I was on a mission. I was not going to let COVID whoop me. Yeah. That was my mindset. And that's what, when they would reach out to me, that's what I would pump them with. Mm -hmm. Don't let COVID beat you. All you right. know, you've got the goods on the inside. And I do mean inside your apartment. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. get out. You, Oh, you know, oh, Evangelist Obi, I forgot about watching the place. Well, here, I'm here to tell you, get back to, <laughs> leave that remote on. And when that commercial comes on, you know. And some of them, you know, still text me to let me know I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You nice. And nice. another really cool thing about the virtual, the Zoom calls that we had was that they were recorded. Mm -hmm. And then we were able to get the recordings back. So whatever uh, movement activity had gone on, we were able to just play it back. Good. I've been That's following good. yours, yes. yours, <laughs> yes. Dr. Donna mm -hmm. from New York. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So one of the interesting things that happened to you, Darlene, mm -hmm. in St. Louis was, was that you were now going to transition into program director, right? right? And we were all excited getting yeah. you up for the speed and you were getting your team together. Right. And then COVID hit. Right. And but I saw that you did a a, a, a great thing when you did your first St. St. Louis um, uh, virtual, session. virtual session. Yeah, mm -hmm. that you invited 
all the team the members team to do it together. Together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, one thing that I wanted to do is to solidify us as a team and for everybody to see us as a team and not, oh, I'm the leader and you're my underlings. Mm. Is because the only way it would work is if it works as a team. Because it's brand new. I'm new to this. I don't know. And I'm not going to pretend like I know. Mm-hmm. And the ladies, because two were already MIs, and right. another one took over the MI group that I had. Mm-hmm. And so they had a connection with these ladies. Mm-hmm. They have a connection with the community. They was chosen because the community... They they're out there. They they connect with the community, and I just have to I have to thank Hazella like so much. <laughs> I love her so much. I love you because too, when yes, we when she first emailed the group, she sent that weekly message, and she emailed the group like, "Oh well, Grace is doing this virtual program, and it's so wonderful." And it's like, oh, "I wish I could do something like that." And then Verona's like, okay, all the teams are going to have virtual meetings. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess we're doing it. Thank you, Hazella. We're doing it. But I I know that you and Verona say reach out to Hazella. Mm -hmm. And I did reach out to her initially, asked her for her advice, connected with her. She gave me wonderful advice. She talked to me. I text messaged her. She text messaged me. And I, I really... If it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have connected with her, honestly, Mm -hmm. because this is like my third year coming to the conference. I've seen her. I've seen other people, but it's just kind of like moving through Mm -hmm. life, moving Mm -hmm. through the conference. But the virtual meetings gave me an opportunity to connect, and it like brings all the programs together. Yes. So yes. it's not like, oh, it's Operation Change St. Louis, yeah. or it's Operation Change New York. And actually, that's something yeah. that I had mentioned, I think, one time, is that, you know, I've been coming to the caucuses for, what, five or six years right. now. And, um, of course, we just started Operation Change in 2019 at Grace, but I didn't know the other team the the um, program directors so i said well it would be nice and Verona was like well they're there at the caucus (laughs) you haven't seen them i said i don't go around look at people's (laughs) (laughs) so this was to me just invaluable because Mm -hmm. now we're not just grace in a microcosm Mm -hmm. it's like one big family and we can see the differences in our little yeah. cultural yeah. Uh, areas yeah. and mm-hmm. you know what what we're doing differently and what yeah. we do the same and get nuggets from each other and get nuggets from each other that's right we've learned a lot from each other absolutely so absolutely. i pray that we will be able to continue this on some scale mm-hmm. even yes. after we get back in person. i i think it's important to have that connection yes. you know for us it's a little bit unfortunate we can't we don't have hazard and I, i'll keep bringing them up and uh and San Diego, San Diego was a program we did entirely in Spanish. So with, uh, yes, it was all done because we're, we're culturally and linguistically appropriate, and that was yes. what we wanted. We had Spanish speakers for them. So it was hard to get them all, but uh, these three groups, the African-American, more, more leaning towards African-American uh, women, and so there, you have a lot of commonalities, hazard, we had a Zoom call with Hazard, but we only had it with them, and we had a small turnout, and we haven't been able to connect all of the groups together because there are some, 
challenges, and mm -hmm. we're trying to keep it all culturally appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that the women, and I've learned through podcasts before, the women, and I, I saw this happening on that Zoom call, they were able to see each other during COVID because the isolation of you maybe only contacting one or two people via Zoom, mm -hmm. you know, your family, whatever. And now these women, maybe they haven't had, been able to see them in, you know, six months, eight months, nine months, a year. You know, now they're like, oh, how you doing? They can reconnect. And they see that they're okay because that was the other thing. What's happened to everybody? Yes. You know, where yes. did everybody and then go? The, the other end of the spectrum was a lot of people would say, oh, I'm all Zoomed out. I don't yes. think I can do another Zoom. But then I would say, well, you do want to support your sisters, and you did go through the program. So they would come on for someone else, and they would be the main ones calling me after we were done saying, See? I am so glad yeah. that I was in that meeting. I got yeah. so much out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So I can co-sign with that. A lot of, at first, a lot of people, oh, Zoom, I don't want yeah. to do Zoom, or... But when they started to come on to those virtual meetings, they lo they look forward to it. Like oh, a lot of them are like, when are you having that next meeting? And they tell their friends, and it spread like wildfire. Because I think we consistently have about 60, 70 people yes. mm -hmm. every month mm -hmm. on the virtual meeting. They're mm -hmm. very consistent. Mm -hmm. And it, they're very, they look forward to it because it's so diverse. So the speakers, the movement, yeah. everything is so diverse. So you're not getting the same thing. It's not preachy. Yeah. It's not over their head. It's very down to earth. And it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. I'm so looking forward to getting back in person. Yeah. I, I think yeah. we all are. I think we've all missed it. Um, I think we will continue um, to do some of these virtual meetings until we can actually meet up again. Actually, you know? Darlene, aren't you up for November? Yes. Yeah. In November, uh, St. Louis will present, and we're doing um, holistic healing from the inside out. And so we're having an acupuncturist who owns her own health care oh, center who was Wonderful. previously the executive liaison operation chain. So she's very familiar with the yeah. program. Mm -hmm. uh, Ethel Bromley, she's going to present. And actually the speaker that St. Louis had before that talked about her weight loss from 400 pounds to 178, she's going to come in and do movement. Oh, and so, okay. so we're, we're, it's going to be a very, very exciting program. And one thing about uh, FY, she's recently been certified in THC, cannabis, and CBD. So yes. she sells that. And yes. I think it's a lot of misconceptions about this. So she's going to address what they are. And really get, get us and get, back. Right, right yeah. because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that's sold that say, oh, it's CBD, and mm -hmm. it's not or that this is not okay and it is mm -hmm. so she's going to address that as Great. well what i would like and i probably shouldn't say it on the podcast <laughs> cut it out <laughs> <laughs> but i would really like for the programs to do a joint effort for a virtual meeting so instead of like St. Louis hosted, like like um your doctor to out i really would like a group a panel of medical professionals who are also fitness professionals to come in and talk about the dynamics of the health component of fit, of movement and fitness 
as well as the fitness component of and it. And you mean nationally, so that it's not just one With side that. presenting. Yes. But nationally. Okay. Yeah. But we can talk all of about us yeah. on one Zoom call. Well, just well, all the planning. Planning. Yeah. Planning. Yeah, right. So planning that the group together. will plan okay. it. That's yeah. what I okay. hear, that the group. Uh, so, you know, so this is, this is kind of exciting. I like the thought because yeah. it's exciting because now you, you've known each other, you've seen each other's programs, you've gotten to know some of the the women from the Zoom, yeah. and now you're trying to address the needs broader, and you figure, you know, put putting your minds together to kind of plan something, instead of taking the onus on one group, yes. but for all of yeah. you to plan something, yeah. takes the responsibility off of just one person, and, and you have then a, a true collaborative. I think yeah. it's a fantastic idea. I do too. So well, I think it's just I a blessing second, that, we've, that got, emotion. we've gotten to the point that we do are on one accord, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's the beauty of the whole thing to me as a program. Well, well, ladies, I, I want to thank you. Sounds like you, we're growing. We continue to grow, which is yes. positive. Yes. And, yes. you know, uh, there's a saying in Spanish that says, nothing bad happens that something good doesn't come out of it. And even though we haven't been able to meet on a regular basis, we have found other ways. We're resilient and found other ways to connect with our Operation Change women, and we have much to look forward to in the future yes, because we will be starting the programs hopefully in 2022. Yeah. And so I expect great things from all of you. I want to thank you all for joining us thank today. You, thank you. And, uh, you know, let's keep it moving, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right.